0: Welcome back to another episode of Cappuccino. I'm really looking forward to continuing my conversation with Ragani. So without any delay, let's go. Whether racism will go away tomorrow, I don't know. I hope so. But it is a problem today. And um, I mean, it is something which, you know, we kind of have to accept and learn to face it. Yep. Now, um, Let me give you a situation. All right. Like my kids are still small and uh, all throughout their elementary years, they were taught about, you know, Rosa Parks or Martin Luther King, or, you know, they read about, uh, say, Gandhi. And the thought process that they grew up with was that this is wrong. This is something that shouldn't happen. And how they saw it was that, you know, this is what all their classmates, their peers are taking in. Yes, racism is wrong. All right. And a few days back, my son comes home and I think he got a taste of racism, which obviously as a parent, when I heard about it, it wasn't very pleasant. And, you know, he was upset about it. And we tried to kind of do a damage control, tried to speak to him. And at the end of the conversation, he broke down. So my question was that what is it that's affecting you the most? So his um, reply was that he feels unequal. And his question was, is it just because my skin color is brown? So, you know, I was shattered as a parent. I immediately got into a damage control mode and I did what I had to do. But at the same time, I did tell him that you need to understand that this is a reality. All right. The things that you were taught in elementary was um, how it should be. But unfortunately, it is not. It is a reality. And this has happened once, twice. It may happen a lot, many times. You need to learn how to deal with it. Although I said he needs to learn how to deal with it. I don't know how to teach him how to deal with it. So, Could you kind of help us, you know, as parents or in people in general, what are those few things or tools which I think especially children need to kind of keep in mind to deal with something when something like this comes up? Yeah, I mean, first of
1: all, I'm really sorry that happened because that was, it's too common. And you would think that in 2023, this wouldn't be happening. It's really unfortunate that uh, kids are still having to hear this kind of um, talk. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Uh, I get quite, you know, riled up about this because, like you said, they're learning about Rosa Parks, they're learning about Martin Luther King, but the fact is that racism against Asians is still incredibly pervasive. We all seem to agree that racism against black people is not okay. Absolutely true. Hundred percent. But I'm still seeing so many comedians, including comedians of color, who will make comments about Asians. And it's it's somehow okay. Um, Even on, I think, I'm sure you saw recently on Trevor Noah, that uh, he was saying that Indians aren't Asian. And Trevor Noah himself does the Indian accent all the time. And obviously, kids are watching these things. They're on social media all the time. So they're getting this message that racism is okay against some people, but not others, you know? Um, and it's very casual. So, um,
0: yeah,
1: um, it's never overtly racist that I hate Indians. It's always something just a small joke or some, you know, um, just create a space where your child can just talk about it. Um, because it's like, you know, if I can't even talk to my parents, like, why? how can I stand up to a stranger? Um, and I think a lot of Asian parents, unfortunately, are still very uncomfortable with this topic. Uh, so until you educate yourself as a parent about what's actually going on and what the history is, um, you won't be able to have that open conversation about it. Um, so... A few things so you can you can learn what the school's resources are, like what what's in the curriculum around race stuff. Uh, do they have like a counselor? Do they have like who deals with this basically? Um, you can interact with other minority parents, see what their experiences are, see if you know um, they can kind of keep an eye out for this behavior, talk to their own kids about it, because when you feel like you have someone to back you up, you feel a lot less isolated. Uh, in that situation so it's like right you know so and so's parents uh talk to their son about it and so next time if you see this happening like make sure you say something and now everyone's backing each other up so it's all about making sure that your child feels they have a backup um whether it's with other kids whether it's with you other parents like Really, just emphasizing that you're not
0: alone in this. Right. Yeah. Right. This is a, this is an international platform that I'm talking about. But if we kind of go back to India specifically, right, Mm -hmm. even then, I mean, this does happen. It may not happen about you being an Indian, but it can happen about you being from the Northeast, from the North, from the South, from the East, West, you know, anything. It can also happen about skin color, unfortunately. You know, somebody would be more fair, somebody would not be. What happens then? Every school doesn't have that kind of a counselor that can address your needs exclusively. So is it still about creating that kind of an environment at home? Mm. I'm thinking, I guess, again, it's about messaging. So like um, the new face of
1: uh, Masaba, uh, the designer, for example, is um, she's a dark skinned woman from Bangladesh. And so same with like a lot of these new models are representing a variety of South Asia. I guess if you're a parent who's in India, and there's not really resources at school or at home, then what you can do is see who your child is following on social media. Um, The algorithm can work to your advantage. You can make sure that they're following people who are really like body positive and like inclusive and all these things because that is where they're spending their time, fortunately or unfortunately. Um, So just seeing what they're actually exposed to, put them in... Online groups, if school is not really a great place, um, put them in community groups maybe that are where people have similar backgrounds. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about messaging. So whatever messaging they're getting, you have to counteract it, whether it's online or at home or wherever. Like, it's just about uh, seeing this isn't what everyone believes, basically.
0: Okay, um, coming to um, see Feminism, Mm -hmm. it's another area of expertise for you. How does it differ across culture? Why do we need a concept called Desi Feminism at all? Obviously, feminism looks different in South Asia, and we have a
1: different history. We have a different set of opportunities. We're still dealing with higher rates of gender-based violence. We have different, you know, even in London, that honor killings happen in South Asian families. So these are realities that are not faced by women in finland or wherever um so there is a need for a separate kind of education on south asian feminism um because we have a different set of circumstances and we're dealing with different expectations um we value different things so for example there was this book that came out a few years ago called chup and uh, this researcher did um, a study on what Indian women value the most. And the word sacrifice right. was something that came up a lot. Uh, the most frequently and uh, it comes up with mothers and wives and and daughters a lot um, because it's something that you're praised for. It's like the more you put up with, the better you are as like a mother or wife. So obviously white women are not dealing with that kind of uh, family dynamic and there's a different set of privileges when it comes to beauty standards or the job market or whatever it is.
0: Right. Lastly, uh, March is celebrated as, you know, International Women's Day According to you, what is that one factor or one step which every uh, female needs to kind of focus on or take in to improve their mental well-being?
1: Uh, It sounds really small, but I I ask clients a lot about like, what do you do that's just for you? Um, And a lot of them don't really have anything, like even just going for a walk or getting your favorite biscuits. Like it doesn't have to be, you don't have to go around a marathon or anything. Um, but a lot of these women, including myself until recently, there wasn't anything that it was just about me, for me. It was my time. And that's what I would say. Just find one thing, 15 minutes a day. So see where you have control, whether it's writing in a journal or seeing a friend or anything that's that
0: feels like your time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it does come back to the same thing about the research that you were talking about, that the most frequent word that came up was sacrifice. Perhaps that's why nobody is doing anything for themselves. Right. You are making so much of a difference to, you know, every life that's crossing your path. So that's, that's, that's wonderful. Thank you. I, I really don't know about that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It was lovely speaking to you, Ragni. Thank you so much for your time. You too. And um, I wish you all the best for the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for tuning in. If you have a feedback, if you want to tell us something that you really enjoyed, or there was something that you did not like, or you just want to say hi, make sure you drop us a message. I look forward to brewing some more interesting conversation next week. Have a beautiful week ahead. Stay connected.